Greetings. Thank you for tuning in to the Being Love in Action podcast. And I am your host, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. And we invite you to share with us on today while we walk through one of the most love-inspired texts of the Bible. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 1 through 8. So we encourage you to pull out your journals, take notes, fill your coffee and teacups, sip your water, and listen with an open heart and mind while being inspired, empowered, and even challenged as we share through the gospel of Jesus Christ what it truly means to be love in action. Once again, thank everyone for tuning in to our Being Love in Action podcast. Here's a quick recap for all of our first time listeners. We want to make sure that everyone can follow along with today's episode. The foundational text of scripture will be coming from 1 Corinthians 13 chapter verses 1 through 8. And we want to give you just a brief background information of who the book was written by when it was written and why this letter or book was was written in the Bible. We can't assume that everyone who is tuning in is familiar with the Bible or the books of the Bible. Amen. So we want to make sure that everyone can follow along. First, the book of Corinthians was written by the Apostle Paul when it was written A.D. 55, which is after the death of Christ, near the end of his three year ministry in Ephesus during his third missionary journey. Why was it written? The book of Corinthians was written by the Apostle Paul to address the problems that were going on in the church of Corinth. Not only to address the problems, but to offer solutions for the issues within the church. Thirdly, he wanted to teach the believers at Corinth how to live for Christ within a world that had rejected Jesus. Actually, a world who crucified him. So he wanted them to understand that the world around them was filled with all sorts of sin, corruption, where people lacked a moral compass. So let's recap. Doesn't that sound like our world today? You know, where everyone I like to consider what's called a microwave mentality society. For the most part, where we are still dealing with some of the very issues that Paul was discussing into the church of Corinth almost 2000 years ago. So how does being love in action in this text applies to us today, today's believers? Well, I'm glad you asked. We intend to help you discover through the word of God, three methods of how to implement being love in action through kindness. First Corinthians verses chapter 13 verses one through eight says, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, But do not have love. I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries. And all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains. But do not have love. I am nothing. One of the most powerful statements. In this text. But do not have love. I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It does not dishonor. 
It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And I read that text from the NIV, which is the New International Version translation. So being love in action through kindness, I'm going to just give us the basic information. What does kindness actually mean? What does it actually mean? And the definition of kindness is having the quality of being friendly, generous and considerate. And here are some of the synonyms of kindness, understanding, benevolence, consideration, And hospitality. Amen. And then we're going to look at the life application of kindness is simply to be kind. How do we do that? You know, the, the, it says, how can we demonstrate kindness through our actions daily when life around us is unkind? We're here to help each other to Use the word of God in our daily lives. There is what I like to call life applicability. The word of God is not just a book that has a bunch of information in it. It is a book that was written, God inspired and God breathed to help us navigate through life daily. There is nothing that we can actually ever deal with that does not, is not covered in the word of God. So the question is, what is the spiritual life application meaning? And how can we again actively demonstrate kindness in our daily lives? There's three things. There's the wisdom of kindness, which is the mindset. There's the method of kindness, which is the behavior of the actions and the humility of kindness, which is the heart. You know, it is the mind, body and soul. These three methods many times can not only be used individually, individually, but many times we use them collectively. First, let's look at the wisdom of kindness, which is the mindset, the act that can actually remove the possibility of a harmful consequence by your act of kindness. Let's look at the hospitable. Hospital, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little tongue tied. I apologize. Being hospitable. I want to look at David. And it's, this story is found in 1 Samuel 25th chapter. When you get a chance to read it, it is a story about Abigail Nabal, which was her husband and David. And it says that uh, David sent a messenger to Nabal and Nabal, who was the master of this area that he lived in. David and his men during this time um, were looking after in a way because of their presence. Of, of everything that Nabal owned, his servants, when they were out uh, handling his herds and all of those things, David and his men were in that area and they protected Nabal and his family. He protected, they protected not only his family, but his servants and everything that he owned. David and his men were hungry. They needed something to eat. And when they sent a messenger to go to Nabal and said, listen, we are David's men. We have been here. They, they kind of let them know that we have been an invisible presence, but a visible presence, if that makes sense. And they ball instead of thinking about the kindness that David and his men had um, 
showed him in his family, even though he was not necessarily aware of it, he insulted them. And his wife, Abigail, I want us to look at her because I believe that she she demonstrated the wisdom of kindness as also the method of kindness in her life, in that situation. When she heard about her husband, Nabal, insulting David's men, she knew that his ignorance towards them could possibly cause harm to her and her family. See, she she thought about what he had done, but she also knew of through the servants, the kindness that David and his men had shown upon Nabal. Now watch this. Interesting enough, Nabal, Nabal's name means foolish. He, it was said that he was kind of a wicked man. He, you know, nobody would tell him anything. He was hot headed. He probably thought the sun set and revolved around him, but it was because of his wife's, her, her, her wisdom and knowing that these men talking about David and his men had, had shown her husband a kindness that he was ungrateful, but because she stepped in immediately, she said to her kitchen, her household, because remember, she's the wife and her responsibility as a wife. You need to know what's going on in your household. Amen. The word of God says she did not let her husband know what she was doing. Now, I'm not saying that we should ever go behind our husband's back to do things. But there are times that, that we make decisions in urgency without possibly consulting our spouses. Abigail understood that she needed to quickly respond because if she did not, she knew out of the wisdom of, of not only the wisdom of knowing that her husband made a foolish decision, but she also knew who David was. And because her husband insulted him and his men, she knew that they could very well come and cause harm, bodily harm to her family, her children. Their servants. So she asked her servants to prepare food for David and his men. And no, she didn't tell her husband again, because in the wisdom of what she did, it was going to save not only her husband's life, but the life of her children and herself. So she went out, she sent the servants and she went with them, not telling her husband. And when she met David, she bowed down to the ground and she honored him. She showed kindness toward David. And because of her kindness with presenting them with food and, and presenting them, um, showing them respect and honor. David eventually after her husband died, he took her as a wife, but her act of kindness in that moment, not only was the wisdom of kindness, which was her mindset to say, Hey, I got to do something. Because if I don't do something, my family is going to maybe perish. And then it was also the method of kindness, her behavior, her actions. She allowed her actions to demonstrate in a situation by preparing the food and presenting it to David. You know, sometimes in life, we're, we, you know, our kindness will, will be demonstrated. Not just in our act, but our mindset. Our actions could, could diffuse a situation with the kindness of wisdom. She diffused a situation that could cause the life of not only her, but her children and her innocent servants. 
Abigail demonstrated through her actions of kindness. She was being hospitable and, and understanding. That was wisdom. And then the second thing, the third thing I want to look at, since Abigail demonstrated the method of kindness as well as the wisdom, I want to look at Ruth. Ruth. Ruth, we all know if you're unfamiliar with the story of Ruth and Naomi, um, you can go to the book of Ruth and begin to read it. But in the in Ruth, the, the first chapter around, around, I'm sorry, around the eighth verse. Naomi said, may the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. Ruth demonstrated kindness because of her love for Naomi. Naomi's son and her husband died. And upon their death, she said to both of her daughter-in-laws, Orpah and Naomi, she said to them, Ruth verse 1 and 8 says, May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. She even said to them, listen, go back to your families. Go back to where you live. Go back to where you come from. I am an old woman now. There is nothing more that I can do for you. But Ruth in her love for this woman who nurtured her as a mother-in-law, who nurtured her, who gave her wisdom, who took her um, coming from a, a pagan culture and society as a Moabite. Ruth became not only her daughter-in-law, but she was a daughter to her. And she showed Ruth how to be a woman and how to be a mother. And Ruth began to love her. And Ruth demonstrated humility of kindness because even though her husband had died and she was still a young enough woman to go out and possibly find another husband, she didn't do that. She thought about Ruth. She thought about this ailing woman who had not only lost her husband, but her sons and no one to care for her. So Ruth in her heart demonstrated kindness to her. Because she demonstrated understanding. She demonstrated a spirit of benevolence. She said, you know, I can go back. <coughs> Excuse me. I can go back to my family and I can get another husband. But what about this woman who has nothing and no one to care for her? So Ruth and the humility of kindness and also through the wisdom of kindness and through the method of kindness as well. Her mindset, her behavior and actions in her heart. She took kindness and she said, wherever you go, I'm going to go with you. And those who are unfamiliar with the story of Ruth and Naomi, again, the book of Ruth, you can go to that book and read the whole chapter, read the whole book. It's not a very long book. And remember the definition of kindness is having the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. See, many times in hardships and situations in life, we may find ourselves in. It is in those moments that we will learn how people really feel about us. 
the heart is always exposed in, in, through tragedy or through urgency, through hardships, through situations that are unkind. The world can be an unkind place at times. But if we can demonstrate acts of kindness to others through how we treat them, through how we approach situations using wisdom or how we can be humility. We can demonstrate humility. Ruth did all three things. Her life, her action, and her heart gave this ailing older woman someone to not only love her unconditionally, but someone who was considerate and mindful of her. Real love is a sacrifice. You know, I think about the story of David when he was he had he was instructed to build an altar to atone for an act that he did in a prideful moment. And the man of God, Araniah, who had the 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 land that David was to purchase, said to David, I will give you everything. Man of God, David was the king. He met David and said, I will give you everything. You don't have to worry about purchasing the land. You don't have to worry about purchasing the animals for the sacrifice. And David said to Araniah, I cannot offer anything to God that does not cost me something. Listen, love is patience. Love is kindness. Love is sacrificial. It is the act of being So I I challenge you on today, whatever situation you may find yourself in, whether you're on the end of needing someone to show you kindness or you're the person that needs to show kindness. Remember, it, it starts from the heart. Jesus demonstrated kindness to us through his acts of love. Calvary was the ultimate demonstration of love there is a calvary for us every day there is a cross for each one of us every day and on today as you listen to this episode about being love in action through kindness i challenge you to not only show kindness but be kindness listen as we close up and we get ready to end this episode I always like to offer Jesus Christ to those who may not know him as Lord and Savior. Listen, the word of God reminds us that we all fall short. We all have a sinful nature. We were born with a sinful nature. But to the glory of God, Jesus Christ became the ultimate sacrifice to atone for the sins of mankind on Calvary. We do not have to live a life of sin. We are no longer damned to hell and eternity without life. Jesus Christ gave us the gift of eternal life. Listen, I offer Christ unto you. Listen, the word of God says, it's just simple as acknowledging that we are sinful, that we have sinned, that we, that we need Jesus Christ. The word of God says is if we believe in our hearts 
that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he was raised from the dead, then we shall be saved. People say sinner's prayer. I like to say a prayer of repentance to say, listen, however, whatever you feel in your heart, God is available right now today. We don't know what today to the next hour holds, but we know that Jesus Christ gave us the gift of eternal life. That one day we will die. Our physical bodies will die. But our spirit mans will be redeemed and reborn again through Jesus Christ in eternity with him. So listen, I offer Christ unto you. And if you don't have a church home or you're unfamiliar, find a church, a Bible believing church. What that means that they practice not only preach and teach the word of God, but they live it. Get connected to a church and they'll be able to share more about what salvation and this road to salvation means about baptism and that which is an outward sign for all those who are believers in Jesus Christ. I am Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries and we love you on today because we are lovers of Christ. I thank you for tuning in on today. And I pray that anything and everything that I've said on today bless you and place you closer to an understanding of what it means to being love in action. God bless you.